0: Welcome to Neurodivergent Life, a podcast dedicated to those who live neurodivergently in a world that doesn't understand that we see and process things differently. Despite what society may try to imply, there's nothing wrong with being neurodivergent. Sometimes, it can even give you an advantage. You can find more at neurodivergentlife.substack.com. Three Misconceptions About Depression Your perception matters. Number one, depression is just another way of saying sadness. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. My favorite things from The Sound of Music. Well, things happen in our lives that give us reason to be sad. Some things are more severe than others, and reactions to events and circumstances vary. Your trip to the ice cream parlor was disappointing because they didn't have your favorite ice cream. How sad. Your kite string broke and your childhood kite was whisked away. How sad. Some sad things are trivial. Others are more severe. Getting into a car wreck and losing your transportation. Layoffs and losing your job. The loss of a child. Sadness is an emotional state that is related to causality. Something happened that made you sad. It's an identifiable occurrence that triggers a chemical response, or lack of production of certain chemicals, that creates a mood of sadness. In most cases, the sadness is temporary, but still may take some time to process. Moving from sadness to a more positive emotion can be done through physical activities, ingestions of certain foods, or just having someone who will be there to listen when you're ready to talk. Sadness can come from watching a sad scene on the screen, listening to downtrodden stories, or watching the rain and having a low-time memory attached to it. Sadness isn't depression but it can contribute to a depressive state. When you do get sad, don't allow yourself to dwell on it. Being sad is fine. Sometimes it's necessary. The good thing about sadness is that you still have control over what you say, think, and do. Give yourself time to be sad, but sadness is a state to visit, not to live in. Number two, depression is for attention. Depression creates a dichotomous situation. On the one hand, a person with depression wants to be left alone. They isolate themselves for several reasons. One of the things that is affected by depression is the ability to concentrate. Not being able to pay attention to what's going on around them makes them feel left out. It's not necessarily that others don't want them around. It's that they can't focus on anything long enough to participate. That feeling of not measuring up or fitting in prompts them to find quiet places to sit or lay down. While they want to participate, they don't have the focus or the energy to do so. That's the dichotomy. They want to be involved with what's happening, but they aren't able to. They feel emotionally separated, and their bodies follow their emotions. Part of them wants to be involved, and another part points out how badly they'll mess things up if they do get involved. They don't want to take away the attention from someone else, but at the same time, they don't want to go unnoticed. When they feel like they're being ignored, the depressive state creates false narratives that encourage isolation. Though they may say, leave me alone, what they could be saying is, leave me alone for now, check back in a little while. Some people hear the leave me alone part and take it as a signal to not bother that person. Sometimes you have to stick in there and let them know that you're not going anywhere and you're not going to ignore them. In many cases, all they really want is for someone to stick around and be there when they're ready to talk. Just knowing someone is waiting for them to open up is all it takes for them to do so. It's not about getting excess attention. Though there are some people who fake depression for attention. That's another matter. The depressed person doesn't want a crowd especially if they're introverted. What they need is one or two people to pull them out of the quicksand of emotional decay. Not by forcing them to suddenly be party animals, but by taking them outside and going to get a coffee or soda. Most people in a depressed state aren't ready to eat, but taking them to a place that changes their environment helps to bring them out of their dark mindset. It doesn't get rid of the depression. Chronic depression is something that would need to be cared for by professionals, but a temporary depression state can be alleviated through helpful actions by someone who truly cares. To someone with depression, the world is a lonely and judgmental place. The person who can interact with them without judgment or conditions is the someone they need. Number three, depression is externally triggered. Remember that comparison between depression and sadness? One of the main differences between sadness and depression is the trigger. With sadness, something external happens that causes a person to be sad. With depression, the trigger is an internal chemical reaction. Most people think that depression starts when a person hears a sad song or sees a happy couple when their own love life is in shambles. Just as an example. If a person is having a difficult time financially, then hearing about another person's success may trigger depression. If only it were that simple. Depression happens without notice. It doesn't give you warning. Sadness will let you know to turn off that sad song or look at a couple in the midst of an argument. Depression hits while rocking out to your favorite classic music or watching your favorite movie. It can happen while walking down the street and waiting for the crosswalk sign to change. Depression doesn't care what you're doing. It's going to jump in and ruin your day. Thinking about your favorite things doesn't help. It only serves to feed the bog of eternal stench. Yes, that's what depression can be like. It internally destroys what it touches. Puppies with ribbons suddenly become fuel for the depression. Instead of quicksand, it's lightning sand. The will to fight gets snuffed out. Everything on the outside seems to be going wonderfully. People will often say things like, You have nothing to be depressed about. That may be true for sadness, but depression doesn't care about the circumstances. You can be on a carousel ride eating cotton candy. You, not the carousel. And bam! The mind is filled with dark clouds that blot out the sunshine thoughts you were just having. Then you hear something like, if you loved me, you wouldn't be depressed. As if depression cares about love. You can make your own judgments about those kinds of statements. Depression's response is, If that's the way you feel, fine. It's the chemicals in the brain, or lack of chemicals, that contribute to depression. For most people, depression doesn't have to ruin their lives. With the help of people who really care about them, they can be pulled out of the nothing and back to something good. They can rebuild what they feel has been lost. For clinical depression, where the lack of certain chemical production persists, they would need to seek out the help of professionals. The combination of antidepressants and counseling can help them fight off the shadowy figure that threatens their happiness. In either case, outside help is a necessity. No one pulls himself out of depression. Even the ones that claim they did had help from somebody. What you can do. You may know someone who is drowning in depression. While you watch your friend or loved one, you might feel helpless. You've tried talking to them but can't seem to get through. What you have to understand is that while you feel helpless, they feel hopeless. You've been looking for a quick fix, a one-liner to bring them out of it when it attacks. There isn't one. It takes time and patience. It takes understanding. It takes showing them that you aren't going anywhere. It also takes action. Get them out of bed, dress them if you have to, and get them out of the house. Bring them somewhere that will allow them to communicate with you, and wait. Get them their favorite shake, taco, or soda. Sit with them and listen, even if they're not talking yet. You might spend a whole day, go home, and not see any difference. What you don't see are those rays of light penetrating their darkness. A tiny candle lighting another candle, and then another. A day or two later, you may see a slight change. Repeat the process, even if it's only for a few hours. Bring them to the dining room or kitchen. Make some eggs or toast or their favorite vegan shake. Be there to listen, even if they're not ready to talk. Another candle gets lit. A little more light shines through. Thanks for listening. If you like what I'm doing, check out my link tree at LINKTR dot E slash M D Woodruff. You'll find more of my eclectic work where you can subscribe, support, and connect. That's LINKTR dot E slash M D W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F. Thanks again.